Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all of the events from the whole weekend, including Friday, October 9th, Saturday, October 10th, Sunday, October 11th, and today, Monday, October 12th. Um, So we are going to jump right in, but I want to apologize. I know I was out on Friday um, for Saturday's episode. I decided to observe Mental Health Awareness Day on Saturday, um, and I just started a little early. Um, My mental health was really rough this weekend, like, not gonna lie. Um, Things were just too much, and it got really overwhelming, so I took a mental health break. Um, I feel a little bit better. Things are... (laughs) We'll we'll get there. We'll get there, Um, you know. There's nothing like a good plan. So I've planned. We're, we're getting there. Um, I do have some catch-up to play, particularly on the website and stuff, but we'll get there. Um, but yeah, Saturday and Friday night after I finished work was uh, a mental health day. So um, Sunday I really kind of got back into things, but I um, really focused on catching up what little I could. And um, so there was no YouTube video this week, but you know, I'm going through a lot of like personal changes just with new schedules and things like that and don't have quite as much time in the day. Um, so I'm going to give myself a pass. The YouTube stuff will 100% still happen. I am posting things on there, just not, um, original content. I am posting like royal events that have happened, which are fun. Um, but are definitely, um, not traditional content, and I'm aware of it. So we are going to get started with the Belgian royal family, um, and we're going to start on Friday. I'm going to quickly go through things. I will definitely like pop in some excerpts here and there, but some stuff just doesn't deserve it, (laughs) doesn't get it because I didn't look into it. So we are going to start off with Belgium. And yeah, let's get started there. After all of the excitement last Thursday evening in Belgium for the Belgian royal family, uh, there was nothing on Friday. Um, And so on, sorry, I'm like scrolling through things now. Um, On Saturday, however, it was, like I said, it was World Mental Health Day. um, And the World Health Organization had this incredible like two hour live stream event that was all about mental health and particularly around COVID and all of that. Um, and so, uh, participating was Queen Matilda of the Belgians. Um, so she took part in the broadcast as part of her role as advocate for the sustainable development goals of the United Nations, plus all of the other work that she does focused around mental health, which is quite a lot. Um, it's something that comes up in almost any of these conversations she's doing. Um, So she gave a really um, brief speech, but really focused on access to mental health, the importance that we 
um, have always maybe known mental health has, but haven't always emphasized. Um, so, you know, everyone deserves to have good mental and physical health and physical health. We pretty much take care of, um, in one way or another, but like mental health, there's still such a stigma around it. And, um, you know, it's hard to own up to when you need mental health days. I am practiced at it. Um, but I'm also a social worker by education, not practicing by any means, but by education, I'm a social worker and like, I understand how important it is that I be honest about my mental health, um, with myself and with others because other people need to hear it. So, um, you know, it was just a really great thing. Um, it was maybe the only royal news I consumed on Saturday, um, and it was, it wasn't French, um, but it was subtitled. So I was able to see really what was going on. Um, and it was just really like it helped. Um, it was not a cure all by any means. Um, but it definitely helped with my personal mental, mental health of the day. Um, so yeah, that was like the only royal news I consumed um, because it was really important. So that was Saturday and then there was nothing on Sunday. Um, and so then today it is Monday. So we had the weekly meeting with King Philippe and the prime minister, Alexander de Croix. Um, who knows what they talked about? It's a weekly thing. Every Monday there's going to be an event for the Belgian royal family. Um, but yeah, so that was it. And then... I didn't think there was anything else on the calendar, but I also apparently didn't really know what day it was today. Um, you guys, we're still struggling a little bit. Not as much, but a little bit. Um, and so today, after I finished watching something else for the royal family, I uh, for the Spanish royal family, I kind of went, I didn't go back to bed, but like I started, you know, relaxing a little bit. And... Um, I saw all this stuff coming in about Queen Matilde's speech and I was like, wait, what? Um, and so I was able to find out that she participated in an event to launch the Belgian Action, no, Belgian Association for Climate Action, I think is what it is. Um, I only found out it had a name like 10 minutes ago, so I already forget and I didn't write it down. Um, but it was held at the Dannon Belgium headquarters. So Dannon, like the yogurt company here in the States, um, it's the exact same company, except it's spelled differently, but it's the exact same company. Things I've learned today. Um, <laughs> bizarre things I've learned today. So she participated in that. Um, it was like an hour long launch event. She gave the opening address. The whole thing was in English, which boggled my mind, um, but was kind of great. So I watched the event. I watched it kind of right after it had happened and now it's gone. I can't find the event again. Like they made it private on YouTube, which is fine. But, um, so I watched it, but I'm, now I'm like, did I hallucinate watching it? Maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. But this speech that Matilde 
gave. And I think I mentioned sometime last week that like her voice in English kind of grated my nerves and her accent has changed a little bit. And like today it was the most soothing thing I've ever heard. Um, And then the speech was so flippin' powerful. Like it was just here are the things that are affecting our world. You know, climate is this huge, huge crisis. And she said, like, we cannot let COVID-19 distract us from it. Um, And here's the thing. I am a full believer that, like, Climate is so crucial, and I do try to do my part. Um, But I I don't do the best that I can, and I've just kind of, like, let myself be okay with that. So, to to have this um, was just really, like, kind of cool. Um, Because it's not, climate change is not something I put at the forefront of my mind, especially right now. Um... There's a lot of other stuff happening in the world, and I have to choose where to put my energy and my concern and my actions. And currently in the U.S., it's, for me, not on climate change. Um, Directly, at least. So, it was really cool. Um, It was the most powerful speech I've ever heard her give, which I haven't heard them all. Like, I really haven't. But... In English, it's the most powerful one I've ever heard from her. It was phenomenal. Um, So yeah, that's my little gushy moment there of the day. Um, I was just like really struck by how powerful that speech was. Um, If I can find it, I will for sure post it on the YouTube channel. Um, As of right now, I can't re-find it. I have tried. Believe me, I've tried. Um, And it's just not there. So now that we're 10 minutes in... um, (laughs) Oh boy, you guys, strap in. Um, We are now going to go ahead and move on to the British royal family where there's a lot happening. Friday in the UK, um, I'm checking here, there was actually no events, which is perfect because on Saturday, um, after following the launch of the Earthshot Prize, the Duke of Cambridge participated in a TED Talk um, about the Earthshot Prize where this, I've seen a good amount of TED Talks and I'm a little biased towards William because he's royal and like Clearly, I have a thing for royals. Um, But this speech, this TED Talk, was one of the best that I have ever heard. Um, So it started, it was all outside in Windsor Castle, or Windsor Great Park, one of the two. Um, They're on basically the same grounds. And he was sitting by a tree. And he started talking about the tree and how the tree had been there for about a thousand years. And he went through this whole history lesson of his family (laughs) 
And I was so struck by it because, like, he, he and his lineage and this tree have seen so much and have been a part of so many things. And, like, you know, I, doing this every day, sometimes forget the history of these royal families. Um, it's hard in certain families, but, like, in the UK, like, they've just always been there to me. Um, you forget that, like, there's a history of them. So, which is what I used to love about the British royal family in particular. Um, but he talked about how that tree was probably there when William the Conqueror was king or Henry VIII. Um, and then he talked about how in this thousand years of this tree's life, I mean, it was all about the tree. It was fantastic. Um, human life had been advancing and developing and inventing and in doing so we've caused a great deal of harm. Um, and so it was just like, he went through this history lesson, like what we've caused. And then he talked about like the 94 years that his grandmother has seen where things have gone from very little destruction to so much destruction so fast. Um, it is a really great TED Talk. I will put it on the website, thedailyroyal.com. I'm not going to put it on the YouTube, but you can find it on YouTube. Um, that's where I watched it. So it you just, like, I searched Prince William TED Talk um, and got it right away. And it, it really is phenomenal. Um, so it was, like, a really great thing, and I just thought it was really... Um, really, really important. So that was Saturday. Sunday, there was nothing. Um, and then today, the focus, um, the outward focus, at least, is was the Prince of Wales, who had a few engagements. Um, so he started by visiting the Royal Dragoon Guards. Every time I read that word, I want to say dragon, and it's not right. Um, so Charles is Colonel-in-Chief of the Regiment. Um, and then during his visit to their, like, headquarters or their base, um, he did present some awards, including two who I believe are the first two women of the Guard. Um, now, that could have just been poor phrasing on Clarence House's social media, but I think that is true, um, which I think is awesome. Um, so that was great, and, like, Charles is clearly having some public engagements again after um, a week. So he was never in an official two-week quarantine or anything like that, but it does look like he took a week to be not public-facing. Um, he was still doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, but not public-facing. So good to see him out and about. Um, and then later on, he visited... This is this is one of those... There's, like, there's no information. Um, so he visited the RAF Minwith Hill... Um, as part of his role as patron to the intelligence agencies. Yeah, guys, that's all the tweet said. So I think that's about all we're going to get, given that it includes the word intelligence. Um, so that is really fantastic. Um, so now we are going to move on. Um, well, I'm going to pull up here the court circular just to make sure that this is pretty much all that was happening. Um...
Um, so it does look like the Duchess of Cornwall had a few events today as well, but they weren't shared, at least I hope not, because if they were, I missed them completely. Um, but she um, visited medical detection dogs um, for a meeting. Uh, it looks like actually she didn't visit. It was via telephone. Um, then she visited the offices of Wiltshire Council um, and then visited uh, or held an audience with the with General Patrick Sanders, General Sir Patrick Sanders of the Rifle Regiment of which she is Colonel-in-Chief. Um, okay, so that's what was going on today. There is a lot happening tomorrow, so stay tuned. Very excited about tomorrow. Um, all right, so that is the British royal family for the weekend. Now we are going to move on to Denmark. Denmark. Denmark on Friday. Um, there were a few events. Um, the first thing was first thing in the morning, we got a new picture of the Crown Prince family. Um, well, just their children. Um, so Crown Prince Frederick and Crown Princess Mary shared a photo of their four children, Prince Christian, Princess Isabella, Prince Vincent, and Princess Josephine um, on their like sports day. Um, which is an annual event in Denmark held on the Friday. I don't know if it's always held on the date or the Friday before fall break for them starts. Um, so they are now on fall break. Um, and then also around uh, exercise day or sport day, um, Crown Prince Frederick visited a school um, to participate in their sports day that really focuses on like movement and community. Um, so when I was in school, we had something kind of similar that was called field day. Um, it was just a bunch of different, different ways to be active all day, um, that were really fun and engaging and didn't feel like exercise. Um, so, you know, that's what a sport day is. Um, so he participated in that at this school. Um, it was great. So fun. And then on also on Friday, uh, Queen Margrethe presented the Queen Ingrid Research Award as well as Her Majesty the Queen's Special Research Scholarship. Um, both of these are funding for research on arthritis. Um, so Queen Ingrid is Queen Margrethe or was Queen Margrethe's mother um, and was the patron of the Arthritis Foundation. And when, upon her mother's passing, Queen Margrethe did take that patronage as well. Um, so they both had this, um, had these research grants kind of set up to further research on arthritis. Um, so that was Friday. And then, excuse me, and then Saturday and Sunday, there were no events. So today, Monday, um, there was one. And it was um, Crown Princess Mary focus, or participated in the Copenhagen Fashion Summit Plus, which was an, um, a 
online digital summit focused on sustainable fashion. Um, typically, this is held every year in person. Um, but of course, with the pandemic, that's just not possible. Um, the interview was in English. However, I was very concerned about the interviewer. Um, the interviewer really just focused on COVID and like the destruction that the pandemic has caused. Um, like she just really focused on it, like hyper-focused. Um, like I, I just felt bad for her because the topic being discussed is so important, but it was just overshadowed by, um, like a clear concern for the COVID crisis, which of course it is, but it was a fifth, it was like a 10 minute interview and it was probably seven minutes of it was focused on COVID and everything drew back to COVID, which again, of course it did, but I don't know. I'm stuck between this rock and a hard place of like, let's move on. Like we're all learning to live with this. So let's just live with it. Um, and like, of course this is our topic of conversation. Like I, it's just, it's confusing. It's hard to navigate. We're all struggling through navigating it. So, um, even I struggle through navigating it. So that's what was going on in Denmark. Um, it was a light week, but there were some pretty exciting things that happened. And now we are going to move on to the Netherlands. Netherlands, we had a very quiet weekend. Um, nothing on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, as is I'm learning the Dutch way, um, or at least the Dutch royal family. They typically have three-day weekends and return to work on Monday. It's just become a habit now. Um, so to start off the week, King Willem Alexander, so this one's confusing, just to throw that out there. I'm very confused by this event thing that happened. Um, so King Willem Alexander received a fully translated version of the works of Desiderius Erasmus, who was Dutch. Um, so I don't know what it was translated from and to. I don't know if it, like, I don't know that Dutch was its own language. Um, like, I just, I don't know. I, and I don't care. Um, Sometimes I'll care and I'll, like, do a deep dive, and this was not one of those. Um, and then, okay, so he was, from what I can tell, gifted that, and then turned around and donated them, donated these works to the Premium Erasmus Foundation, which is great. It's a great act of service. Fantastic. I got nothing else, guys. I don't know what that means I I don't I'm sorry um if someone has any clues like feel free to let me know on my various social medias but as of right now I have no idea what any of that means 
So, um, yeah, that's what was going on in the Netherlands this week, uh, or today, at least, and through the weekend. So, yeah. Um, so with that, we're going to move on to Norway, where we have a lot of updates. So let's go there. Norway on Friday. Um, the update came that King Harald's surgery had gone very, very well, um, followed by an update the next day on Saturday that the king had been up and walking around and is feeling great, um, which is all wonderful news. So if you are new, uh, King Harald had a surgery to replace a valve um, replacement in his heart. So it had already been replaced in 05 and then this is just kind of maintenance or at least that's how it has been described. Um, these are due to be replaced every 15 years and so it was almost exactly 15 years later. Um, so all seems very well there. Um, and then on Sunday, um, Crown Prince Regent, so Akun will be serving as Regent through the remainder of the month, and I would assume into um, November as well. Um, but Akun visited Schrondheim uh, for the consecration of the new president of the Church of Norway, as well as the celebration. Um, so this is something that happens in um, Scandinavian countries. So there is one thing that I'm unclear on, and I'm now regretting not researching a little bit more, um, I don't know if the monarch is the head of the church in Norway, Sweden, or Denmark. I think they are. Um, so, of course, it's important that they go when a new head of the church is named. Um, like, head of the church, I mean, like, a governing head of the church. Um, so, he attended that celebration service. And then afterwards, he was able to meet with the press and answer some of their questions about King Harald, of course. Uh, where he said he was just relieved that everything had gone well. Um, and of course, it's concerning as um, these things are. So, you know, it was great that he, like, shared that, like, yeah, I was worried, but it seems like it's going fine and everything's good. Um, which is kind of where I am. Like, yeah, I was really worried, but it seems like everything's good. So we're keeping it there. Um, and then today, this morning, the update came that King Harald has been released from the hospital and is now at home recovering. So, a series of good news from the Norwegian royal family after a week of some not-so-great news. Um, and, yeah, we'll just be seeing Crown Prince Akun as regent for the remainder of the month and probably into November. I was reading somewhere today that when King Harald had this surgery the first time he was out for two months... Um, and Akun was serving as regent then. I don't know if it'll be the same amount of recovery just because it's a different amount of time. Um, or it's a different surgery altogether, really. So we'll see. Um, but as of right now, the plan is for him to come back in November. So that is the update from the Norwegian royal family. And now we are going to move on to Spain.
If you noticed, you just heard the full Spanish national anthem, which is something I like to do when the country that we are talking about is celebrating their national day. Um, and so today is uh, October 12th is the day that Spain celebrates their national day, um, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But I do want to talk about Friday's events first. Um, so on Friday, King Felipe attended um, the Barcelona New Economy Week in Barcelona and uh, visited a couple of um, 3D printing companies in the city as well. So I want to talk about this in like two ways. Um, the first was the New Economic Week is like an annual celebration um, that really focuses on businesses, international businesses and innovation um, and is so, 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 so cool. Um, and so some of the award categories for this, um, so Felipe was in charge of delivering these awards um, in e-commerce, in um, logistics, real estate, digital industry, economic zones, um, just like a lot of different awards. And so he attended uh, with the prime minister of Spain and... Um, participated in this um, ceremony thing or awards ceremony and and then visited these two 3D printing companies, um, a company called Incubator and a company called D-Factory, where he just kind of took a tour and saw all the cool things that they are doing with 3D printing. He, however, did not receive a cute plaque of his daughters like Queen Letizia did last week. Um, so sad for him. You did see a cool motorcycle that had been 3D printed, though. Eh, you win some, you lose some. So, very cool event. Now, the drama. I wasn't going to talk about it, but you can see it in the, in the pictures and you can see it in the videos. King Felipe is probably the most hated man in Barcelona. And it shows. Um... So look, we've talked about it. Barcelona's in Catalonia. Catalonia wants independence from Spain. Catalonia does not recognize Felipe as their king, even though, depending on who you ask, he is. Um, as of this point, Catalonia is not separated from the federal government of Spain. As much as they want to say they are, they are not. So Felipe is their king. Um, they just don't like that answer. That's a very simplified version of what all is going on. Um, and it's very much skewed towards favorability towards the monarch. I recognize this, um, but it's a podcast about royals. So that does tend to be where my skew lies if I'm talking about politics in a constitutional monarchy. Okay, so there was drama. Felipe was very safe. They kept the drama really far away um, and it was fine. But like, if you watch video, if you see some pictures, you can see them, you can hear them shouting. <clears throat> it's, it's rough. Okay, so that's the drama. Gotta throw in a little Spanish flair every now and then, right? So then, weekend off, yay! Um, and now it is my favorite week for the Spanish royal family. Um, probably if you follow the Spanish royal family, it's your favorite week for them too. So today was the National Day ceremony. So Spain, this is a little controversial, um, and I'll give some context, but 
Spain celebrates the landing of Christopher Columbus and his discovery of the Americas as the Spanish National Celebration Day. Okay, here in America, we some we celebrate Christopher Columbus Day, which we have started to rename Indigenous People Day because we just do. Okay, we, we don't like colonization. We it it's bad. Um, especially the way it was done by explorers like Columbus and others, um, and certainly the British colonizers who came after them. Um, but this is what Spain celebrates. So Christopher Columbus was commissioned by Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand of Spain to try and discover India, um, right, I think is how the story goes. Some of this I'm going from memory. Some of it I researched, um, but some of it is what I was taught as a child. Um, and instead of discovering America, he, or India, he discovered the Americas and um, found, found this part of the world. Um, or is credited with doing so. And then there were several other explore explorations that happened. Um, but ultimately because of Christopher Columbus's exploration, Spain was able to colonize much of what is known now as Central and Southern America. So they celebrate this day of how they were able to bring, oh, oh gosh, it gets worse, um, bring their culture to other places. So, okay. So it's National Day in Spain. This is what they celebrate. It's problematic, but I look at everything through an American eye. So it might not be as problematic if I were Argentinian or, um, you know, whatnot. It might be. I honestly don't know. I'm not... <laughs> not from those countries. I am from America where we are rebelling against Christopher Columbus. Um, so this celebration is typically a big parade in like the center of historic Madrid um, that lasts hours. It's a military parade. There are flyovers. There are so many servicemen and women who march in this military parade. There are retired people, um, in, I mean, it's a grand affair. And obviously this year was different because COVID and Madrid has just gone into a state of alarm that is much lesser than the March state of alarm that lasted till June, but is still a state of alarm. So, um, King Felipe, Queen Letizia, the Princess of Asturias, and Infanta Sofia, attended the event at the plaza in the um, Royal Palace of Madrid. Um, so it honored a lot of first responders, which is not something that Dia de la Fiesta Nacional has ever done um, before, but they did this year for obvious reasons. Um, never done before is King Felipe delivering, um, presenting awards 
um, or like military accommodations during the ceremony. But again, he did this year. Um, I don't quite know what orders he presented, but he did present some to a six or eight service men and women. Um, and then, like I said, this thing usually lasts like almost two hours. Um, and this year it was 45 minutes or I think I posted it on YouTube and from the start of the Royal family arriving to them leaving was 51 minutes and something. Um, so it was pretty short in comparison. Um, but it was a, it's a lovely annual event that sometimes you have to like dissociate yourself from if you're a royal watcher because yeah there's some troubling things um and spain has a lot of them and other countries too um but like this is one of my favorite events of the year even though it has a really crappy history um i think partially mostly because the girls go um and so it was just really great to like see the whole family together and like this normal-ish event, um, you know, adapted to what works. Um, but then there's also, like, this inevitable letdown. Like, oh, this was great, but it was not what I wanted or expected because it wasn't, it wasn't traditional. Um, but it was great, and the girls are somehow, like, growing up every day. Um, my big, like, <laughs> moment it was 6.30 in the morning when this happened. Okay, like, give me a break. For me, it was 6.30 in the morning. It was noon there. But for me, 6.30. Um, I lost my mind because Princess Leonore was wearing heels. Uh, they were very short block heels, but she's never worn them before, and I lost my mind. Um, so that was interesting. And also, like, she just looks like a grown-up now, which is not allowed to happen. Um... But it was just, like, really cool to see the whole family. I appreciated it. Um, and then, it, like I said, it's a busy week. Um, kind of. We don't actually see... We see Felipe tomorrow, but we don't actually see anybody else till Thursday. Um, but Thursday, Friday, and Saturday are all really awesome. Um, so I, I'm going to put this out there. I'm hoping to actually be able to do it on... My Spanish royal family updates will be pretty light on Thursday and Friday because I do want to do like a full rundown, which will probably be like a 20-minute bonus episode of what um, the Premios Princesa de Astorias looks like this year, um, or the Princess of Astorias Awards. Sorry, I have it written in my notes in Spanish. <laughs> um, oops. So I've done that a couple times, haven't I? Um, but yes, the uh, Princess of Astorias Awards are held on Friday, but there's a lot of stuff going in to then Thursday and Friday, of course, and Saturday. So I want to do a bonus episode that'll go up Sunday, um, which should work because I'm off on Saturday. Um, but like I said, I have a lot of catch up to play, but I do want to put that out into the world so that maybe it'll happen. Um, I've always planned on doing this. I would hate to not be able to. Um, so yeah, that is what is going on in Spain this weekend. Um, we are going to quickly jump to Sweden. It's really going to be a fast update though. So let's go to Sweden.
like I said, we have a really fast update. There was nothing on Friday, nothing on Saturday, and nothing on Sunday from the Swedish royal family. So today, and today there was only one event that they <laughs> didn't share a whole lot of information on. Um, I think it was supposed to be private, but like became an important thing to talk about. So um, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia attended a performance, uh, or an opera performance of Rigoletta um, at the Stockholm Royal Opera House. Um, obviously, this is to support the arts in Stockholm and specifically the Opera House. Um, so what is really cool is the Royal Opera House has taken on this like different initiative where they still want to hold these events, but they can't have a large audience, obviously. Um, and so they cap the audience at 50. So even though like King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia were in um, like the royal box, there were still only 48 other attendees of this show um, because they capped the theater at 50 audience members, even if two of them are in a royal box far away from everyone else. Um, there were 48 other people. So I thought that was really cool and like COVID responsible. Um, so yeah, that's really the only update though. Um, they did announce the dates of the Swedish Royal Tour um, of all 21 of the counties. I don't really remember when it starts. I probably should brush up on that because I want to have a little bit of research done similar to how I did with Spain. Um, problem is I don't speak Swedish. I spoke Spanish, still speak Spanish. Um, so it's going to be a little bit harder <laughs> for me, but we'll get through it, hopefully. Um, I'm excited to watch it all play out. So that is what's coming up on the agenda. Um, very excited for this week, but my new job is still a new job and, you know, it's hard. Um, but supposedly they keep telling us it's going to get easier on like Wednesday. So hopefully that's right. Because um, I've got a lot to do this weekend for you all. And I would like to be able to function to do it. Um, that's really important to me. So thank you so much for sticking around for this episode. I know it got really long. It was four days worth of events and I'm in a chit chatty mood. Um, so we will catch up tomorrow where hopefully we don't have a 40 minute episode. Like I said, I like to keep these at 30. Um, but lately we've been hitting 40 to 45. So um, let us let us separate for the day I don't know what that was um but we will I will check in with you all tomorrow for all the royal updates then um but until then have a great rest of your day goodbye <laughs>